Hey beautiful people, I hope you're doing so well and I've got such a special episode for you all today and I think I probably say that every podcast session but this one's really cool. So a few years ago when I was in Bali I had the amazing opportunity of going to a tantric workshop and just learning and deepening my understanding about tantra and I connected with Ben McKinnon at this workshop and I found him really fascinating. He was talking about dream yoga and He was mentioning that he teaches dream yoga and he practices dream yoga. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Like dream yoga is a thing. Like it's like an actual path to enlightenment. This sounds awesome. And I was so intrigued. And so he got me onto a book called The Tibetan Yogas of Dream and Sleep. And for those of you that are interested of deepen your understanding about dream yoga, because we all dream and Yes, it is a path to enlightenment. It's really amazing and I feel like it's coming more and more popular. So I'd highly recommend getting this book, like I mentioned, The Tibetan Yogas of Dream and Sleep. And it also gives you tools and practical exercises so that you can have your own tangible experience. And a few years passed and I moved back to Australia and we connected about a year ago and I asked him to come onto my podcast so we could deepen this conversation even more because... I feel it's a really powerful concept and dream yoga is becoming more and more popular. But apart from being a dream yogi, Ben is many things. Ben is a registered nurse in mental health, a firefighter, a qualified yoga teacher in vinyasa krama and yin yoga, a personal trainer, a massage therapist and a lover of handmade jewelry and photography. Ben has been involved in yoga, bodywork, and healthcare for the past 20 years and is passionate about sharing his love of yoga, breathwork, bodywork, sound healing, and dream yoga with those that are tired and weary in a world of ever-increasing speed. He is heavily influenced by Tibetan Buddhism and the path of Vajrayana, I hope I said that correctly, and also Zogchen. In his spare time, we're not fighting fires, nursing teaching or running workshops he is an avid traveler and surfer welcome ben oh thank you for having me so ben what don't you do you know from firefighter to a nurse to a dream yoga teacher to breathwork practitioner to a tantra yoga teacher wow so for this podcast episode, even though you've got so many certifications and you're a teacher in so many things, I really want to open up this discussion and deep dive into lucid dreaming and sleep yoga. So Ben, even though lucid dreaming and sleep yoga have gained more popularity over the years, it still hasn't hit mainstream. And so I'd love to know what inspired you to get into lucid dreaming and dream yoga and more importantly, what inspired you to begin teaching this? I think as a child, now I look back, I had a lot of strange experiences, especially around sleeping, where I would go to other places and I would meet these strange beings that were very tall and um, I had these, you know, many strange memories as a kid. And I mean, some of it was probably childlike imagination, I think, like that I obviously had a strong imagination. But then I look back and I could see that I was probably having lucid dreams, but not understanding what they were. Um, then I think when I hit my teens and, you know, sort of 20s, 
my lucid dreaming kind of disappeared. It was sporadic. And then I got involved in meditation quite strongly when I was about 27. So I'd done yoga since a young age. I got into Hatha yoga through back problems when I was about 15. And I got into that because I was told I needed spinal surgery and that sort of allowed mm. me to manage it. And then as a child, I was really interested in um you know, I remember like sitting there looking at esoteric yoga books and, and yeah. pictures of Egypt and reading about UFOs. And, you know, I was, you know, I was very much like, a, you know, and I remember being like five years old and probably being like at school and wondering like what the point of existence was. And was yeah. there a God? I grew up at a Catholic school. So I remember sort of the, the Western concept of God and, and sort of eventually feeling like it didn't answer the questions I probably had yeah um, but as far as I guess more how did it happen um really interesting so probably I was beginning I've been meditating since 2007 and that started with very basic sort of Zen Buddhist practices and later moved into Mahayana practices and then later on I went to Vipassana and Probably in maybe 2014, mm -hmm. there was some clear things beginning. Like my meditation practice was now out to like an hour or two hours a day sometimes. And mm -hmm. I started to have strange dreams and strange experiences of dreams, which were basically my lucid dreams coming back, but I didn't know what was happening. And um, then I pretty much, yeah, I pretty much, like it's a good it's a good story i suppose because it like i i guess at that stage was pretty i was finishing nursing school i was in my last year mm. and i probably was watching like a lot of documentary like i was so i was having lucid dreams starting to occur again and not understanding what they were and i was on a sort of i guess i was on this path to i wanted to become enlightened yeah 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 <laughs> I, so I was like, and I, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm quite a motivated guy. Like I was, yeah. you know, I, you know, I was top sports at, at school for athletics. I, you know, just missed out the Commonwealth Games for cycling. And then I was wow. on the world tour for bodyboarding. And, you know, it's like, I, you know, I've always just kind of gone for it. So I was just like, I'm going to, you know, I had this idea of going to get licensed. So yes. I'm like practicing and training and, everything you know and then I kind of fell with I guess into that scene which was all about like the so I think things were kind of progressing perfectly like I think wow look back things were going at the speed that I could assimilate or kind of like uh, digest yeah so I was changing but I was changing at a speed that I could kind of comprehend and then what happened was I probably like sort of fell in a bit with that scene of like the you know dmt the spirit molecule kind of thing yeah um you know and that was kind of remember like watching that documentary which was all about the use of like dmt in order to have these experiences beyond you know normal waking experiences and you know and i was thinking about going and doing ayahuasca and all these kinds of things and then i i remember too like you know, I remember taking like a, a tab of LSD and then sitting in front of a mirror, meditating, staring at the mirror for like six hours or something. You know? And, um, you know, very profound, you know, like I, I definitely had some very profound experiences. Like I still think that the experience I have with LSD was like probably 
you know, now I know what I know and I've had the experiences that I've had. I understand what was going on. But I guess for me, it was kind of like I was like, the way I looked at it was like I was a little baby and I was trying to comprehend things without really having had the maturity. Yeah. And so I was sort of rushing myself, yeah. And um, so in the end, that kind of led to me being at this big ceremony and taking DMT and, and having this very profound but also quite horrific experience of kind of going to another place. And, you know, um, and it's more that, you know, I mean, it was kind of like I, you know, I remember feeling like my body had been cracked in half and then there was the boom everywhere and there was this huge dome and there was all this sort of like uh, stuff around the dome, like this sort of uh, the infinity key in Greek. And then I went, you know, from that experience, which was very hell-like, I went into the next experience, which was very sort of, I guess, extraterrestrial and strange. And then the last experience was very godlike and meeting God. And what was happening was actually was my energy shifting up through the chakras, yeah? Like I didn't yeah. know what was going on and I was experiencing each chakra as like a, a place. Mm-hmm. And it happened so quickly that later on I came to recognize that I'd actually damaged my my channels, yeah, my body. Yeah, okay. So I'd actually actually injured, I guess, like an energetic level, I'd, I'd torn a channel, like one of my lateral channels and, say instead of sort of doing it through the proper ways and taking my time and, and then things happen very well and naturally I yeah. kind of imagine like you've got a snake that's in a um in a hole and you just kind of force the snake out of the hole yeah yep, sure I've heard about yeah this. so I, I smacked the, I smacked the snake out of the hole and um it was everything was okay like I was sort of convulsing on the bed while it was happening and I thought I was fine but then after the time after uh, so that was actually what led me to dream yoga so I got to this point where um, I was having these horrific nightmares where this being would come and dismember me and I was I was astral projecting all the time like I would be lying in bed and my body would buzz and I get geometric patterns in front of my eyes and then I'd shoot off to another place and I'm just like I'm, I remember trying to talk to someone about it at university I said hey man like having these really strange experiences and I tried to explain it to another student and I remember them like looking at me like you know you know what's wrong with you man they're like yeah there's something wrong with you and then I realized I'll tell you the truth I actually I remember I, I went to a doctor and I said to the doctor oh, I'm having really mm. strange dreams and I don't know what and I and you know they don't seem to be going away and I remember the mm. doctors are looking at me a bit weird and he was sort of wanted to give me a sleeping tablet and he was asking me if I was depressed and he was sort of looking at me like hey man this guy could be bipolar or something mm. and um I recognized at that moment I guess the modern system couldn't answer the question from there because I recognized that I would never find the answer here so I um yeah I remember I remember going to sleep one night and just being like I was like, I need an answer. I need an answer. And then the next day, I stumbled across the book, The um, the Bed and Yoga of Dream and Sleep, yeah, which was written by Tenzin Wagnell. And I started reading that. And he talked about doing an exercise called Nine Breathing, which was similar to Nadi Shodhana to balance the energy. And I remember as soon as I started practicing that regularly, I remember feeling a bit more normal. Like I remember feeling like less 
kind of like the way I'd explain it is that the upper chakras engage really rapidly and uh, I hadn't I didn't have the stability in the lower so there was a sort of like the upper chakras are really and so imagine you've got yeah. like a big ball up here and it's not enough stability yes. down here so it's sort of moving around yeah oh yeah yeah and this is a common thing that happens so in tibetan buddhism they say like it's called the wind energy it's like uh the wind energy is too strong yeah and mm. It happens a lot when we do like advanced practices or if someone does psychedelics or someone does like advanced pranayamas or um, it's possible to overactivate the wind energy. And if the practitioner can't deal with that on an energetic basis, their channels and that aren't strong enough to deal with that level of wind, um, they're going to injure themselves. Yes. So pretty much it just catapulted me on a journey through that book into that monstrous thing and sort of, I guess the way to explain it was I recognize it as a part of myself that I disown. Yeah, and yeah. I made I kind of integrated it into me and everything turned into light. And I remember at that moment when the nightmares stopped after that, I realized that, you know, there was so much more to this than what I realized. Kind of a path laid itself out in front of me and yeah. I kind of just followed it really. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that's when I met you. I met you in Bali in 2017 and you were well on your path then. And I began sharing with you a different lucid dreams I began having, especially when my mum passed and different beings coming to me. And you really helped me. You gave me that book, The Tibetan Yogas of Dream and Sleep, which really helped me just understand what I was going through. And you gave me some really cool, powerful tools and techniques. So that's a question that I wanted to get into. If someone was wanting to deep dive into their own journey and to understand their dreams more and to learn lucid dreaming, what tools and techniques would you suggest? So mm. a lucid dream is a dream. It doesn't have to be hyper real or vivid, but it's when we're dreaming, we recognize that it is a dream. So it's like normally we have a dream. It's super crazy or normal. But when we wake up and we look back, and we think, oh, you know, that was a dream. But we don't apprehend the dream as it's occurring. So lucidity means I am recognizing I'm dreaming while I'm dreaming. And that's kind of like your launch pad to say, I don't know if you've got a certain mantra practice or a breath practice or a yoga practice or you want to ask a question or you want um, to go somewhere, you could do that from that moment. It's like the whole sort of thing opens up to you. And really how far you go is limited by your belief system. Yeah? So a big part of dream yoga practice is breaking down your belief system until you kind of basically you look at like neuroplasticity, you become more flexible you become less attached you become more empty as far as tools go i mean the, the biggest ones is you need to write your dreams down it's just you have to do it especially in the early phases but even later on it's one of the ones that just it can, even that itself can do this dream so my advice is you know have something to write on even if it's your phone and if you wake up during the night, just write down anything you can remember. And when you start, you might not remember anything, but you'll find as you get better at it, um, you'll be able to remember more and more and more. And you also can tell yourself during the day, like an affirmation, if you're struggling to remember, you know, tonight I will remember my dreams with the, mm. the clarity. 
night, I remember my dreams with perfect clarity. You might even say that as you fall asleep, yeah? Yeah, okay. I really like that. So throughout the day, if you want to remember your dreams, then you say an affirmation. I will remember my dreams with vivid clarity. Now, the other practice which can be used in conjunction with that is called a reality check, which is basically what we do with a reality check is we do something that is going to become a habit in our dreams. So generally, we dream in a habitual way. So what we want to do is pretty much um, teach ourselves, I suppose, to do something in a dream that's going to prove to us that we're dreaming. So for me, the big one is I go to put my finger through my hand and then my dream it will go through my hand. Or I might put my finger through an object and my hand will start to go through the object. Now, when I do the reality check, it's important to make sure that you believe it's possible, yeah? Because if you don't believe it's possible, all that's going to happen to the dream is it's going to go like this and nothing's going to happen, yeah? Mm. So we're trying to question our environment. The good way to look at reality checks is like a, um, it's like a mindfulness check. So right now I'm talking to you and I'm quite focused on that, but I'm losing some awareness of the room I'm and I'm not aware of the player light of the light above me or the shades of the shadows on the window um, or the, you know, the grooves of wood in the floor because I've got a wood floor. So when we're in a dream, if we can become aware of our external environment more, we'll pick up anomalies in here because dreams tend to be a little bit strange. So my advice would be write down your dreams carry out a reality check of some description, finger through the hand, finger through an object, even things like look at your watch, look away, look back, maybe the times changed or the watch looks different, yeah? Yeah. And you probably want to do them about 10 times a day. And it sounds like a lot, but the, what you want to look at it like is it's kind of like a little bit of a, a wake up, like pay attention, you know? like a big thing in dream practice and in all spiritual practices is that you are asleep and you need to wake up yeah mm, so we're yeah. trying to become more aware we're trying to become more awake um yeah. meditation is always going to be good for dream practices generally most people who meditate will generally have quite good dream recall it's pretty common um, yeah. so meditation is always going to help why is that ben it's because because you're training awareness. You're training yeah. yourself to become more present of your experience. And that mm. habit is following you into your dreams. And you're naturally over time, like um, if you practice correctly, dreams probably through their own kind of natural evolution will become lucid because of your practice of meditation. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sort of talking about how can we maybe speed the process up a little, which is yep. the reality checks, the writing down in the diary so we know where we've been. Probably finally, the thing with the diary is when you have been keeping a diary for a few weeks or a month, you're going to start to see common things you dream about. So you're going to see that oh, you tend to dream about, you know, someone from your past or maybe for me it's my mother when she was 30 and now she's 60-something, yeah? So there's these common things that happen, you know, I'm at work, but there's something strange about work. So it's like mm. we'll see these common things. And I guess from a Jungian psychology point of view, we are um, 
you know, we are going to use those to maybe analyze things about ourselves, about our neurosis, and our fears, whatever. What we're more interested in dream yoga is not that or sleep yoga, you lucid dreaming. We're more interested in using that to snap us into the recognition that we're dreaming. Yes. Because it's that change in awareness. And it's it's yeah. like just a like imagine you're looking through a lens and the lens is slightly blurred and then all you yeah. got to turn it is like a tenth of a click and then the whole scene is crystal clear yeah but most of the time we dream in a way that's like the lens is slightly um slightly fuzzy yeah yeah but when we become lucid it goes click we know exactly what's going on and it's like in a sense it's probably like a prelude to i don't know let's say if I was to become lucid in this place and the way that I become lucid in a dream, you could call that like, I guess, like an awakening or an enlightenment. Yeah, this is great, Ben. I just wanted to touch base what you said a few conversations ago. I remember when I was in India and um, a, a lot of different yogas and teachers would tell me how important it is to meditate, you know, if I wanted to strengthen my connection with the subconscious and how my subconscious speaks to me in the dream state. And I know it has really helped me and I'd love to share my first lucid dream that I had actually it was with my mum and it was just a few nights after she passed you know I remember just being really really upset meditating on a picture crying myself to sleep and this one defining night I remember it was it was so vivid so real so lifelike I was on a table and um, I was like kind of in a meadow and then I looked up and the whole sky was lit with these beautiful stars and then there was like a building and I saw mum come around the, the building and just come straight towards me uh, with a cup of coffee and she just walked over to me and she handed me the cup of coffee and she sat down like directly in front of me and we it was so lifelike so real that it, it's just bringing tears to my eyes at the moment just just communicating this I remember looking at her and it was so real that even when we would like drink from our, from our, from our coffee, we're having cappuccinos, she would put down her, her mug and there'd be like froth on her lip. And then she'd like wipe the froth off and laugh. <laughs> and I'm like, this is correct. This is so cool. And I remember the defining moment at that moment, I was like, no, wait, mom, why are you here? You passed away a few days ago. And then I was like, aha. And at that moment, like just that recognition that mum passed, I was like, hmm, I must be dreaming. I'm now awake in my dream. Mum's here. And I began to just ask her all these questions, just like how we used to do just when we used to connect over coffee, we would just connect and just have this conversation, just like how you and I have a, having a conversation now. This is how real, raw and lifelike it was. And I began to ask her all the questions They're like, mum, what is heaven like? What's it like to pass? What's it like to take your last breath? All this stuff. And there were some questions that she was answering, but then there were some questions that she was like, mm -mm -mm, not yet, Daisy, you don't need to know that just yet. And then I was asking her other questions about, because I was really confused at that time in my life. I'm like, do I take this career opportunity? You know, do I take this, take up this relationship? Do I begin traveling? And she was answering with such clarity and just, just so mum like that really helped me um choose the next step that I was going to take then and so when I met you I began sharing this with you and you gave me that book to read the Tibetan yogas of dream and sleep 
which helped to strengthen my ability even further and my dreams become even more lucid. I began having even more amazing lucid dreams with my mom and it, and it just opened up uh, this whole other world for me. It is now, interesting though because she, from I guess the Tibetan Buddhist perspective, um, you know, it, it's quite common when someone passes for the person who's passed to access the other person's dreams. I guess the, the, the Tibetan Buddhist perspective is that your mum was coming, you know, and that was not necessarily just a figment of your mind. It was actually like she was coming and it was like she was giving you, you know, the help that you needed. Yeah, I definitely feel that, Ben. And thank you so much for sharing that. I wanted to follow on just with one more question. And that is, how can lucid dreaming um, or sleep yoga help with someone's healing journey, um, help with someone's growth and transformation? Pretty much it's got to do with your belief. So everything is possible. And the thing that stops you is your belief that it's impossible. So, I mean, I've I guess I've worked this pretty strongly since 2015. And I mean, I've healed injuries through lucid dreaming. I have overcome yeah. like emotional blockages in lucid dreaming. I've, um, I mean, the point is, I've removed things from my body, like kind of we call them like types of like blockages. Um, I've reached into my body, pulled out blockages, and the next day felt like they're gone. Um, the path of dreaming eventually will lead you to face fear. Like you must eventually face fear. And so this is something I say to people is if you really want to go down that path of, of lucid dreaming and you will eventually face your worst fear. And yeah. and you it's part of it. You have to go through it. Like I remember when I was in a dream and I let myself die in the dream, like I was destroyed in the dream. And I remember my heart stopped. And I remember everything went. And I remember just deciding that I was willing, I guess, I mean, it was my personality, but I was willing to die in the dream to find the answer. I asked questions about what I should do in my life. Um, my niece, she had advanced cancer. And this was the first time I ever attempted this, but uh, through this year I would uh, call her into the dream and then I would try to heal her um, I would ask other beings to heal her um, I would like other beings who were trying to make problems with her I would like uh, mm. get them away from her so I've never done this before actually so there's maybe the potential to to help others who are suffering mm. it's basically limitless absolutely okay. limitless the limit is the belief system so ben i know that you offer a few courses you offer headstand courses as well you're also a headstand teacher as well as a yogi um do you have any do you have any lucid dream courses coming up at the moment and what's the best way that people can contact you Instagram at ben mckinnon yoga um yep. i'm also on Linktree under ben mckinnon yoga courses that you can start straight away where you I don't have you know I don't really give you support you just follow the lessons I've put out they're on lucid dreaming they're on um, you know version uh, balances they're on stress reduction and then I have other tiers which is where I will talk to you on the phone every week on a zoom conversation or something similar like a video call and we'll talk through your practices and I will guide you sort of that way as all of the courses. So the lucid dreaming one, the inversion ones, the stress ones, I basically 
some go for four weeks, three, one goes for 10 weeks. And the first week is always free. So it just means you kind of get a feel for how I yeah. teach. Amazing. I love all this. And I know that you also offer a seven day free trial on all your courses, being your lucid dream courses, your arm balancing courses, yoga and stress reduction courses. So community, get on it. If you're interested in diving into the world of lucid dreaming and just strengthening your connection to your subconscious mind through dreaming, I'd highly recommend getting in contact with Ben. All his details are going to be in the show notes. He's an absolute expert in the field. Take good care and we'll chat soon.